Hey everyone. So the more you break down, and I say break down as far as the more the medicine uncovers you, the more the force of that which has kept you refused is going to be felt, right? If you're a magnificent tapestry with these really tightly sewn threads and all those threads are removed to expose whatever it is that has been holding you, anchoring you down, you think the taking of the threads is a big deal. Wait till you meet the actual forces that have refused you. They're pretty powerful. And I think one of the most uh, difficult pieces, I think having done many ceremonies, many ceremonies, not that many, but four retreats, um, you think, oh, I've done some pretty difficult things in my life, you know, I can name a few things, right? But this um, this real seeing of how wiped out you truly are is, is quite it's quite stunning and um, difficult. You know how how little power you really ever had. I mean especially if you've come from that sort of massive fizz of having been someone who apparently believed, you know, they had power. And when I look back, I think of the energy that moved, you know, it's something, the ignition that moved me, right? The ignition that moves you to do what you do. And mine was effervescent and sizzling and it was all in for some notion of we're not going to collapse here right there's the people that need to be saved there's a a mission that's sort of gargantuan and it's like you know it's a tiller the hunt shit you know it's like (laughs) It's like, right, all the comrades out, and you know, all gonna go off and and do this mission. Well, the fuel of that mission was pure terror. I mean, I'd never known that, by the way, so. But the amount of sort of what was done, what was built out of that terror is is monumental. Like, it was, it was, it was vast and, and huge and moved in sort of this really powerful way. I'm going to save these people. I'm going to, you know, climb the Himalayas. I'm going to, it was like, and I always, the joke is always, yeah. You know, if you ask me, if a client asks me, right, you know, I need you to go to the top of the Himalayas, make me a cappuccino, you know, extra shot, <laughs> no foam, and then, you know, kind of um, sew me a sort of a Christian Dior dress and then, you know, be back at my house by five o'clock on Tuesday. I would take that on as if it was, you know, absolutely easy to do, right? However, if I had to make myself a cup of coffee, well, that would, you know, I would have to entertain a few hours of how I'm going to do it, you know. In other words, there was no one here, right? There was no me. There's no... When you're in these sort of splattered states of you're stampeded by a wipeout of trauma, that wipeout is unseen because what covers it is the extreme opposite of it, right? The bigger the back, the bigger the front. And so the front is this, you know, luscious, believing, doing thing 
that's severed from its source, that's severed from, you know, from what actually happened. I mean, so much so that not only did I have the refusal of my own parents selling me, but even deeper into that wound is the actual sort of pimp and the place that I had to be sent to and the horror. So it was these double hells, so to speak, right? And my response to all that terror was, and they they talk about compensation in, in psychiatry, it's quite simple. It's, you know, let's not just give it any name. It's just like, fuck, I'm going to die. That's what it is. <laughs> so let me hurry up and make this, make something work. I'm going to save all of us from these people's inability to be parents and from the memory of being in these horrific underground tunnels with pedophiles, etc. So the response is the extreme blow up of a balloon that's like floating you know I keep talking about it like the Macy's Day Parade balloon it's huge and it sort of towers over everything and it it has this monumental presence and energy but it has no power and that's you know again this collapse from getting as far away as you can from the truth that you don't even remember what happened or why you're doing it. You're just doing it. You're just in, you're just on automatic, right? To allowing yourself to let the whole thing deflate in this sort of really, you know, let down state, right? There's no fanfare and anything around it. It's just, you know, it's like this balloon just slowly, you know, just coming down. And right. and there, then suddenly there you are, right, as I talked about yesterday, in, the, in this floating sewer of feces and dead bodies and all the stuff that we think about, you know, in Dante's hell of the truth of that place. And now... I mean, those were, that was the thing that you're running from. I mean, again, the options to survive that sense of being alone and unloved and unseen and, and basically sort of left and abandoned in the middle of a, the desert, really, or as I said, like in the middle of this raging ocean where there's a deflating dinghy and you're in it, right? That's what you've been avoiding, but that's where your power is taken, Right? In that fear, in that abandonment, what they've stolen, it's like almost imagine your sort of soul is whipped out. Right? Your essence is diluted. There's no oomph to you. There's no, right? There's none of that. So, how come I can build this monumental person and energy and and it's almost like those hot air balloons and it just just goes up into the air when there's pure terror. And yet when that thing comes crashing down because you've refused to accept it anymore, right? You've seen in the medicine what's going on. It just crashes into the ground, into this huge sewer of shit and you go, oh my God, these are the forces that built all of that person. It supposedly knew itself. It walked with confidence, right? It spoke, right, with value, apparently, right? And yet all of that was a cover-up. And all of that was this attempt in the dark to, for me, it was to save, to make my parents powerful, right? Because as children, we see the people around us. 
you know, children are the smartest tools in the box. They're brand new, they're shiny, they're all, you know, polished up and, you know, bells and whistles are all perfectly aligned and poised. They smell, they know what's going on. They smell the fear, right? They smell the powerlessness. And so in that bid to resurrect them, right, and to make all of this work somehow, I was going to do the power thing and I was going to become the person and I was then going to make this all work. You see, this is the child in its powerlessness, right? It doesn't have any tools, but the child needs to fix the situation, you know, they, they, they say always that children of divorced parents feel that they're responsible for the divorce. Because our little minds are very little. And we just see the thing in front of us and we take on that responsibility. It must be because of us, right? And so, yes, you will build something. You know, unless it's absolutely awful and, you know, there's a death. But in these circumstances, you have energy, you have the potential of life. You have this massive piece of life that you come with, right? This battery. And you're going to use it, right? If, of course, you don't shut down completely or play dead or whatever. No, you're just going to, you're going to solve that problem, you can't see the bigger issue. You can't see the fact that, you know, for God's sake, you know, you're a child, right? But you believe. So you're accommodating in this little tiny sliver of universe that you're living in with all this fear of what's going on around you, this sense around you that there's something terrifying going on, that you might die because of all this sense of their powerlessness and their frustration and their anger and they can't make it work, right? So you become the soldier. You become the admiral, right, who's going to take up arms of these people. You're going to make all of this work. So... There's no recognition that there's a wipeout of you, right? That you never showed up. That what you built was to fix a problem that wasn't your problem, right? You built for that where you bond, you build. And so there you go, right? You're off. You know, you're like one of those crusaders on the moors, right? You just, boom, you're out there on the great sands of like, you know, like Lawrence of Arabia. I'm going to make this work. It's all a fantastic trick, right? How the fuck can you be when you're fueled by terror? How can you be when you're fueled by something that you've severed from, right? Again, it was a double whammy. It's a double hell. It's the people that are your parents who sold you and then the pimp that terrified the shit out of you and said, if you say anything, you're going to die. So you've got to save the first, the first group, the first couple, right? All of this is unknown to you. You're responding to all of this, which is unknown to you, because you have to put it away. Because you're in a war zone, you just have to make this work. That is the imprinting. That is the core 
that you need to collapse into. And that's the place that you have been avoiding your whole life. So much so that you've severed it off. It's completely in the unconscious. Didn't like it, didn't happen. But there it is, pulsating in the very depths of your burial ground. But you have no idea. Because right now, you're on a mission, right? You're all ignited up to go, you know, become something and save them and be the heroine and fix them. Oh, you can't, you just, yeah, you're not, you can't see anything. You can't see that you're powerless, right? That there was a stampede. That they're not who you're trying to make them into, right? When I, and so and what I'm describing is the amount of illusion and denial and refusal and how powerful our beliefs are and what make us. And again, very easy to go, you know, climb the Himalayas, get that cappuccino, whatever, one shot, you know, sew up and design a Christian Dior dress and then come to... That's, you know, when there's a fuel, an ignition of a mission, everything is possible even though it's fueled by pure terror. And there's none of you there. The you has been wiped out. What's been replaced is the, the, the fire of fear and the terror of death. These are very powerful forces. And why I'm, I'm describing this is because it's this very um, real place, right? It's real doing it. You're doing all these things. You're on that horse out to <clears throat> forever building your career, doing all these things. For me, it was the hopes if I, if I did all these things, which are all completely wrong, by the way. I mean, all of them, right? What I studied, who I met, it was all wrong. It was all in the hopes that if I did all of this stuff, I would save my parents. That was it. But the bigger piece was the piece behind it, which was the pimp, the underground tunnels, the horror, the terror. I was holding on to even something greater that I'd understood that was a danger. So it's a testament to what we refuse in ourselves and how easily we refuse them. And that these beliefs that were built early on because of the circumstances, because we can't see the whole picture, because we don't understand what's really going on, that we can create a whole person, a whole life out of all of this refusal and not know it. Had you asked me seven years before, I would have told you I had no idea. I knew there was like some weird issue with my dad. That was it. That's, that's it, all I understood. There's some weird issue about having to, you know, fix them or something. But nothing other than that, all of that was in the dark, and yet all of that was in the engine house of my being. So in order to keep all of your trauma at bay, in order to sort of live on top of this sort of shaking volcano that's about to erupt any minute because it's so, the terror in there is so powerful... You have to build the extreme, right? 
I have no idea who the fuck I am. I, there was no one there to, you know, notice if I was even fucking breathing, right? But I'm going to become a heroine of this story. Right? A little four-year-old is going to save two grown adults and invent them and reinvent them and refuse a really big issue, which is that, you know, it's like in The the Wizard of Oz. Behind that, there's an even worse culprit, a real demon, right? So when you're in this, when your sort of kingdom is collapsing, you know, when that hot air balloon that's just, you know, float, you know, really fueled by that fire that's holding it up, collapses to the ground. And that's what the medicine is doing. The medicine is saying, okay, we're going to, you know, we have to, and again, it's not going to happen in one go, right? It's like little by little. It's like those, in Patagonia, where you see those big blocks of ice, you know, and they, they slowly collapse, right? Little by little, like tiny little, it's a force that's pushing a little, but and it's just, poof, one day it just, the whole chunk of the side comes down. Right? These little tiny forces inside the medicine are pushing the collapse of this thing. And of course, the medicine will collapse you when you're ready. This isn't just, oh, it's all going to surface, I'm just going to die. No, it's little by little. As the whole... Um, continent of the truth is exposed. Now, remember, all of this was built by, this is a code, right? This was an equation. You built this whole person out of all these conditions, right? Parents that couldn't take care of you, sold you, a pimp that terrified you and abused you, and then the cover-up, and then the heroine and the, you know, the the on-the-run, I'm going to build something. So this is all one world. And when you arrive to the medicine, you're on the outside of that circle. Imagine all of that's like, it's all squashed into one circle. You know, imagine that, that all these events have been refused and are sitting inside this one circle. And you are the little dot outside the circle. You're just, you're outside of it. But all of that is fueling you. And in this quest to... Um, survive all of that has been buried I mean deeply but but that's the force inside that circle is the force that's igniting that person outside the circle you can't see it you don't know it you're just doing right doing the outcome of that right so yeah, it's, it's a whole equation. And it's a world of belief, but it's all fueled by terror. And what you get to see when you collapse is that none of you is there. The only thing that's there is this little girl, this little boy, who's terrified and waiting for its mum to show up. That's it. So it's a it's a vast continent of a raging ocean in which you're sort of terrified, right? So of course you don't nobody wants to go to the origin of their being if there's been trauma, right? We all want to just sit around a fire and twang a guitar and pretend we're spiritual and say spiritual things and do yoga. And no shade, I do yoga all the time, right? But the true spirituality 
your true waking up is all of the seeing of that. And that's a fierce. Because you have to give up. All that you built is just, has, it, it can't function. It requires all of those conduits. It requires all of those streams of energy from that darkness for that thing, for that person that you've built. And when those kind of like streams of income, right, those streams of energy are seen and collapsed, the whole thing crashes it can't none of it can work so that's already quite a substantial victory <clears throat> although you won't see it as a victory you'll, you'll see it as a fall from your pedestal from what you thought was your power I mean you believed that that person you know with that mission with that energy to create it has power but it doesn't you can't have power if you're on the run. You can't have power if you're in refusal of the truth of you, of your engine room. But when that power is collapsed, it seems like power. It will feel like a huge loss of a someone. There is a loss, but it's not of a someone. It's of a cover-up. Your true power is in facing all of this. It remains victorious in the refusal of it. If I'm outside that circle and I'm that whole interior <clears throat> mishigas of shit, which is moving me, is seen... That girl outside the circle can't exist. Now, you won't know any of this when you're going into the medicine. You'll be like, oh, you know, I'm just going in for a quick tune-up. <laughs> I'm not going in for a full-on collapse. You know? I'm just going on for a quick tune-up. Right? And have my little list of things. Well, how's my boyfriend? And how's my work? And <laughs> the medicine just, like, rips it up, right? So that's a collapse. And then... Once you see all these forces, and again, you're going to be giving this in, you know, <clears throat> in tiny increments. Because these forces are huge, so you can't just, you know, blow up the whole mountain, right? You're going to collapse into the sewer. You're going to see the forces that really have been there. And I would call it, again, like a they just moved in like squatters, right? These energies. And once you're floating in that pretty horrific sewer, well, they can't, you're not building that anymore. But the next piece is you rebuild. <laughs> and that's where you get to see how truly powerless you have been. That is like moving through the most deepest, thickest mud. Because you think, or I certainly thought, that this whole belief before, this version that I'd built, <coughs> the trick was I thought that I was doing all of that, right? I thought that that was my mission, that that was my life, that that was, <coughs> right, who I had to become. I thought I had power. But it, as it collapses and you actually start to build this life, you realize how difficult it is to show up for your power. You see how, how afraid you are. How 
terrified you've been. You know, put me in a room in an in, in this other place to talk about shit. Easy. Right? Now go into a room and talk about the things that you believe in and who you truly are. Wow. That's terrifying. Right? And there you get to see, wow, I had all this ignition and ease to play this cover-up. But oh boy, I've got to actually build from myself. Wow. Wow. That's tough. Right? You get to see how powerful the wipeout was. How little or non-extinct your soul was. And you're sort of reconstructing yourself back. But for the first time, you're doing the building from you. Right? You have to face this void, this vacuum. You have to show up with your strength, with your beliefs with your path. It's a reconstruction. And whilst the other path was just apparently this, you know, it's like just blowing up a a balloon of ease, right? You just take a machine, you just blow up the balloon and it just blows up. This is like building a city underwater. It's arduous. It's difficult. It, it's like going against all the energies in the universe. Because it's coming from you. From the belief in you. The you that's never been here. And now, once you face head on, these energetic forces, and I still have it within me. The difference is I'm here to see it, right? Before I was owned by it. Now I'm present to it and I'm, you know, I'm looking at its face, really. I'm, I'm feeling, I know it's, it's, its power, but the medicine has so loved you back into existence, right? that you're here, but now you have to build from you, not from terror, not from fear, not from the threat of death, but from what you truly believe. And in all of this is a seeing. And it's very, I'm telling you, this is not an easy thing to see, the difficulty you have with creating your path. It really is like, you know, having a teaspoon with a piece of earth, right? And you're just taking bits of this earth and building this path in like one little teaspoon at a time. Because it's a new thing. It's like, oh my God. Nothing fueled that power. Then you recognize, oh my God, imagine if all of that energy that you'd given to this completely sort of Frankensteinian thing, falsehood, this, this really badly shaped machine that had all this power that was completely wrong. Imagine if that had been given to your actual soul to the actual thing that shown up oh my god right 
But now, <clears throat> you've willingly, well, not willingly, but yeah, in a way, you, you is willingly because you've committed to, to connecting. You know, you've, I made that decision. I'm, I, you know, I want out of all of this. I don't care what it takes, right? So, and I'm, I want to reconnect. Well, that person that's finally showing up is very weak, right? It's like asking, you know, a 150-year-old skeleton to, you know, go play a basketball game. When you found it, it's weak because it hasn't been given any love. It's not been given any support. It's not been given any life. So now you must do that. You must rebuild and strengthen and commit to you, to your belief, to your power, to what it is that you are and what your new path is aligned with you but the shock of arrival the shock of seeing you think well I'll just collapse that old thing and then my new thing was just going to go and boom no what you have to do is you have to then re-strengthen this piece of you that's been left to wither You need to re-embolden and strengthen that. And that's the the thing that I could never, you know, I said I've done a lot of difficult things. This is like, oh my God. I abandoned all of that. Right? I left it unnourished, unloved, unseen and I took up arms with this crap and again no shade there's no thing but you just realize right the toll it took when you refused you and you took up arms to build this thing right and again it's all sort of a trick in a way right you can't on your arrival you don't have any choices you're building for those events, for those conditions. But all of this waking up, this fierce seeing, is that there is this person, this soul, that was left unnourished. Right? It's like going to a burial site. And now you have to, all this belief that you'd put into something that was completely fucked up and horrific and etc. for this survival mechanism has to now be put into this new version of you, right? This, this little child that was unloved, unseen. And really, when I show up to it, I just show up to like a feather, like a almost like a refugee, right? Like a this weak, right? Like really it's it's like go showing up to a hundred and fifty year old, right? That's not been nourished. You know, I t- I took my energy and put it over here. And now I have to take that energy and reposition it in this soul that was stampeded out of existence. So there are all these stages, you know, in this commitment to really heal that you have to face, and they're very difficult. You know, I did not want to know that I wasn't that person, right, on that pedestal as that apparent fizzing, sort of bubbling, energetic thing. I didn't want to know that I wasn't that person. So that collapse, that fall from 
this version of yourself, even though you're being ignited by terror and fear and all that stuff, that whole thing has collapsed if you're going through the medicine. And my commitment was, you know, I just want to connect to myself. Well, here I am. I found the medicine said, you want that? All right. I'm going to give you the you that you are. But here she is. Now you have to refuel her. In fact, in my system, I feel the no energy. It's insane. Oh, I have energy to fuel all this shit over here. But God, I don't, you know, where's the energy to fuel who I am? What I want? So it's it, these are all these unbelievable stages that you go through to return to your truth. It's not only that you have to get to the bottom and rip out at the core. You know, she's the medicine's going to really pull up what's the the blockages in you. Yes, yeah, she's pulled it up. She's shown me, you know, unequivocally the horror of it all what lay at the core of my being. But now it's like, all right, you had all that energy for this shit over here. Now you need to transpose that energy and use it for this <clears throat> this little soul over here that was just left, abandoned. You have to believe in that. That's who you are. That's who you left. That's who you abandoned. Now you have to realign. So you thought you were this really powerful person. You were hot shit. You know, you got all your life together. And it was a complete and utter falsehood. And a person created by all this refused horror. Now your task is to believe in you. And your initial thoughts are, I I don't have the power for that. I, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to imbue that with power. But that's your task, right? Right? You, you have been resurrected. The medicine did what, exactly what you wanted. You want to be connected to yourself. You want to be connected to your power. Here she is. Right? In the aftermath of that huge war. Resurrect her. That's the the next piece, right? That's the difficult piece. That little boy, that little girl, at the end of all of that, that's who you're going to heal, to connect with. Remember, it's not the events that happen. They are themselves a huge energetic kingdoms, right? Forces that you have to you know, it's like when you're surfing these huge waves, you've got to get under these huge waves. You've got to see them. Relive it. You have to see what, I had to see what happened. My parents did. Oh my God, that was God knows how many years and feel all the emotion that I'd kept hidden from that. Oh, right then, boom, you're going deeper, deeper. Oh my God, now it's this, oh, it was these pimps and they tried to do this and it was from some other life and that's a whole right let's just open all that up let's go deeper and then when you get to the the deepest place is that little boy that little girl terrified and alone waiting for someone to love it for its parents to show up for it not to have to be part of this insane scenario 
where you aren't allowed to be a little girl, a little boy, you have to hurry up and fix or whatever, right? So when you reach that piece of you, the piece of you you've been avoiding your whole life because all of this cover-up is to avoid that feeling. All of the running around and being the heroine and fixing and saving and doing and that someone da 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 That's just you on the run. You trying to avoid this, you know, the sinkhole that's going to sink all of you. But once you've seen that and you realize, well, it's not my, you know, nothing I can do there. It's not my, you know, you see the truth of all of what you had to do. And you've seen... For me, it was this pimp, seeing all of that. Then what's left is that. It's that little girl, little boy that you abandoned. You left them to go fight this war. You left them to, right, handle the incoming crap that was apparent to you in that energetic realm. And once you've gone through all of those forces, that's what you return to. And that is what you're rebuilding. That's what you're giving life back into. That's what you have to believe in. The very thing that you stopped believing in. The very person that you abandoned is what you're returning to. What you need to believe in. That's what was left powerless. That's what you shunned because they shunned it, right? What they refuse in you, you refuse in yourself. It's wrong to cry. It's wrong to be little, you know, your, your needs are a nuisance. All of that, it's in you. And you've refused it. They refused you and you refuse yourself. So when you come, you know, you're going through this whole odyssey and you're going through these sort of dark nights of the soul over and over. And and even as I begin to reignite this soul, you know, the... The dreams of like, you know, you're alone, you don't know what you're doing, you're severed, you're enraging, all the shit will come. What it's showing you is where you've been and why you left and all the terror that kept you severed from you. But now there's, that noise is, it no longer has that power, right? It'll come up in dreams, etc. But that power has been diluted in the, me- in, the, in the medicine, which is why you can actually now connect, right? The only reason I'm connecting at this absolutely sort of crucial level, at this ignition level, is because the power of those forces have been removed. The power to overwhelm me have been removed. Yes, they come. You will continue to be battered by these forces. They don't go away easily. But the power of your truth and your commitment and your allied with the plants is much more powerful. But it's like going through mud to reinstill to re-empower it's like the build, beginning to build of anything right learning how to walk again learning how to connect to the very person that you abandoned it's 
It's like coming, you know, it's like you tell a little girl, listen, you stay here. I need to go off and take care of all of this as we're going to die. And you go off for 62 years and then you come back and you go, all right, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Right, let's do this. And the little girl's like, but I've been here for 62 years. You know, I'm tired. I'm like, you know, there was no sunshine. I've been in the dark. I'm hungry. I'm this. That's the next piece of work that you're doing. Is to believe in her. Is to connect to her. And in this other realm, when you've been under, you, you're on the run and you're terrorized and you're, all this horrible stuff is happening, there's an energy of like, go, 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 right? It's like, Ugh. oh my God, that's, uh, no, right? In the collapse is calmness. In the calmness, There's a fearlessness because you're connect. You feel. I mean, I feel like connected to the medicine. So, yes, stuff. You know, you've got to do that. You know, there's life that has to be taken care of. But there's also a trusting. So the forces before, like, just go, 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 right? And now there's a stillness, a seeing. I can finally see, oh, my God, you know, I abandoned my little girl. Went, went off and did these, all these 10,000 things from that moment of pure terror. And now I have to recon, and it's very difficult. Oh, I've got to go out and, you know, do me? Well, there's no... There was no connection with me, so I have to build that connection. I have to reinforce now that. Fight for that. And what its new path is. And it's not a path of terror, and it's a power of slow growth, of vigilance, of love. Fierce because it's you. Again, put me in a room to talk about shit that I knew about, easy. Put me in a room to talk about what matters, well. That never had a mirror, right? That never had love and grace strengthened by loving in a loving in a loving condition. You never showed up. That was never strengthened. That was never reflected. Now you have to become the reflector the strengthener, the parent, the love of that little child that was left behind. That's difficulty, right? And I say difficulty is that that's a whole new energetic force field that I certainly was scared of. I couldn't be me. I wasn't allowed to be me. That was tossed in the garbage. Right? I'm going to take what I need from you and the rest I'm just throwing away. So that's what you're, you know, fixing. You're rehealing. You're, you're bringing back to life. You're re-empowering you're, you're believing in. That's a new growth of you. And that's the most difficult piece of this. Because you haven't known her. You've never believed in them. 
they made you wrong and then you made yourself wrong. That's the next engineering feat. And everything is belief, right? Everything is our belief in something. My belief was so fucking fueled by terror that I built this person that was, you know, on the fucking mountaintop. It was all wrong, but it showed up, right? Fueled and ignited by pure terror. But I built this thing, right? I've never known what it is to build from a truth. That's, that now is the next piece of your arrival. I thought it would be easy, but it isn't because it's new. It's unknown. It's untested. I've been away from it for many, many years. It's been very weakened. Unseen. I need to refuel it, right? I need to believe in it. That's the next test of the medicine. That's the re-engagement. That's becoming whole. First you remove the squatter, the invader, the truth of that horror. You have to see it. And then you have to rebuild. And connect yourself back together. Again, the self that you've never known. That was wiped out. That's the next test. That's the next mountain to climb, the next odyssey. I thought all of this, you know, just collapsing the mountain, just blowing up this king, this vast kingdom of darkness was a feat unto itself. But this is the most difficult. This is the most difficult because in a way you had a whole chorus even if it was evil. Right? It was all wrong. It was all in the dark. Yeah. And it was known. This is unknown. There are no characters in costume here, right? It's actually easier insofar as that you're connected, right? But more difficult because you don't know how this field works, right? It's like the end, it's better to know the, the enemy you know than you don't know. Well, there are no enemies here. It's just you and you. And that's what's crazy, right? I think one of the, the most profound embarrassments, is it really? I don't know if it's embarrassment, but that feel of uh, unease is to recognize that you were never powerful that you were never any of that, right? That yes, you had agreed to not see. You had agreed to refuse. And it was all wrong. And that actually, when you actually connect with yourself, you actually get to see firsthand the powerlessness, right? You get to feel that discomfort, that real fear of being you. 
you don't know what it's to show up exposed. It's a feeling of exposure. Cover-ups are easy, right? Put on your mask, put on your makeup, dress up, go out, but then take it all off. Who are you? Can you believe in that? Not in the artifice, but in actually the pure, raw soul that you are and go into the world with that and go build your life from that. There is this like embarrassment of like, oh my God, right? Because I grew up being embarrassed to be me. It was wrong to be you. Only in artifice was their power. Only in submission to artifice was their power. There wasn't any. That was the biggest trick of all, right? You're actually, yes, this sizzling, fizzling thing, but it was powerless. It was paralyzed. For me, it was built in a contract with the dark. In this place now, you're exposed. You're willing to be exposed. You're willing to be truthful. You're willing to be authentic, even though it's extraordinarily... It has no power because it's spent its whole life being powerless. Now you have to breathe life into it. You have to breathe your belief into it. You have to strengthen it and go into the world and build that which you are. And some people say, oh my gosh, that's easy. What are you doing? Of course, that's any, you know, it's easy. No. If you've been deeply buried and deeply refused, My drug wasn't heroin or cocaine or shopping or cooking or eating or my addiction. I didn't have an addiction to carry it, to, to refuse it. I had a belief. That was my addiction. I had a belief. I had agreed in that belief to refuse the truth of that horror. That was my addiction, right? My willingness to refuse and my belief to build and to pretend that that didn't happen. We all have to keep all these demons at bay <clears throat> we all make choices about how we keep these demons at bay. There are all sorts of things that we build, that we do, that we, right, we can live in conjunction with. You know, I, I knew you know, people who, you know, were major addicts but ran huge companies. You know, they could separate those two lives. The same way that my belief my reinvented version of who I was, that belief in that kept everything else refused. I could live simultaneously with that horror, refused, buried, and this artifice running around pretending itself to be something when it was powerless when it was owned, when it was held hostage by the dark. It's all the same thing. I have to go over here because I can't deal with that over there. And in the medicine, you have to go deal with that over there and see all of it and have it all surfaced and in your face. And then once you've understood all of it, 
It's you that has to go reconnect with a child that was left abandoned. And go build her. And go give her life. And express and grow that which was abandoned. And why it's difficult is because you were told she or he was wrong. Right? She or he were not worthy of being them. So now you have to count on your willingness, right? To awaken that, to connect with that. Remember, if you connected to that, you would die, right? If you challenged the falsehood that you were creating, you would die. That was a message early on. You abandoned them because of a threat of death. Now you have to have enough belief in them to say, I don't give a shit. I'm going to do this. Even when the threat of death is right next to you. Right? You're willing to die to reconnect. You're not going to die. That's in the, Again, it's in the mind of a child. But that's how powerful that belief is. And that doesn't go away. It's like it doesn't matter if you're an adult, however old you are. Those forces are huge. That's what you, that's the next place. You have to re-garden that scorched earth garden. You have to replant and believe. And I don't know how I'm going to get to the end of this thing, this version of who I want to be, right, of who I am. I don't know how I, you have a dream. How does that get built? Well, I was able to dream myself out of that shit, right? The re-belief, the re-ignition of that little girl, of that little boy that you left behind. That's the tree you need to grow. That's the flower you have to fertilize. Against all the forces that trampled it into the ground. People say, you know, what do you believe in? People have so much, oh, I believe in this, I believe in that. No, you don't. You don't believe in anything until you're up against the wall with a gun on your head. When you're really forced to look squarely into the eye of something and say, I am willing to do whatever to get that back. You'll see what you believe in in the medicine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. You'll have no choice but to make that decision. Bye.